Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Scott Fins Podcast, the radio show coming to you on this Monday evening from my home office. So, as always, if my dog chooses to join the podcast, uh, I apologize up front. She's just keeping us safe from the UPS man, Amazon Prime, and anybody trying to break in and steal all my best secrets. But we do have a special guest on the podcast tonight, back by popular request from you guys. Uh, we're bringing my wife, Heather Scott, back on to the cast. So, Heather, welcome. Thanks for having me back. <laughs> so, we're going to answer uh, all the questions you guys had requested from her uh, and myself, and then us uh, together try to, uh, you know, tag team them uh, as best we can and get you guys the answers that you wanted. So, uh, before I kick off, how was, uh, how's 2020 going, Heather? It's going good. I feel like it's January was kind of a long month, but... It's off to a good start. And now, for these guys at home, do you set a lot of New Year's resolutions and goals or no? I don't really set resolutions, but I set goals um, for 47-day transformation people. Um, I always set our my personal goals and career goals and business goals, um, and we can talk about that later. But, yeah, I do set goals So 30 days in, so far so good? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say I'm crushing them, but I'm doing a good job. I dig that. So, without further delay, we will get into the questions that you all have sent in here. We'll kind of go one by one. We'll go as deep into the rabbit hole as possible, and uh, we'll take it from there. So, first question. How do you overcome caring about what people think on social media? And more specifically... The preface that we got was, for example, to Heather, because this is clearly not me, I noticed people you know, telling you to smile in your workout videos. As a female, doesn't it upset you because men are never told to smile when they work out? And I believe I'll let you take the lead on that one. Yeah, it's, uh, to be honest, I think it's annoying and I think it, I think it's, wrong that women are told, you know, you should smile when you're, when you're working out versus a man. Um, and yes, I've, I've still kind of struggle with what caring what people think on social media. Um, it's something that I've been trying to overcome. And now that I'm in my thirties, I feel like I'm doing a better job, uh, versus when I was younger, like in high school, um, I used to really care what people think. I wanted to make sure people knew that I was a nice person and I was humble and so they would like me because I do tend to have, um, I can be quiet sometimes. I have a personality, I, I describe myself as like an ambivert. So it's basically when you're in the middle of the spectrum. So you're not, you're not extremely introverted and you're not extremely extroverted. So I'm in the middle, so sometimes I can be quiet and um, serious, so I don't smile a lot if I'm focused on something. Um, and then other times I can be super social and very outgoing, just depending on the mood I'm in. So it does kind of rub me the wrong way uh, when I hear comments like that on social media, just because I don't take it too seriously. But at the same time, you know, they don't know that. I'm highly uncomfortable typically when we film these videos because it's usually on a Saturday morning after our JSF group training. So I'm really exhausted. I'm tired. My body's hurting from the workout and I'm hungry. 
uh, because it's like tends to be later in the morning or later afternoon and I'm not smiling usually I look really serious because I'm trying to focus on my technique and making sure I'm doing doing the exercise correctly and you know when it's posted on Jeremy's page it's like hundreds of thousands of people follow it so yeah there's a level of kind of intimidation there and um, so I do take it seriously and I'm trying to push myself and challenge myself and so it can be frustrating when um, it's just kind of awkward too when you're being filmed but yeah uh, I mean it's not a not a natural thing I don't th- I mean I, when you think of fitness in general it's just how arbitrary the movements are they don't really make any sense when you take like you know doing drop squats or burpees out of context like you wouldn't just do it at the grocery store like mm-hmm. it would look ridiculously stupid just the faces you make and the sounds you make not just the creaking of your body but just you you as a human like grimacing through pain I don't know if that's like a female thing specifically I've never had anybody I don't think ever. I, I don't read every comment in detail like crazy. I appreciate everything you guys leave. There's just a lot at this point on all platforms. I try to read the things that, you know, the positive stuff. I, I tend to, to block out the negative shit. I, I feel bad for those people. But I don't think anybody's ever messaged me and said, hey, Jeremy, you should smile more doing split squats. I'm like, if you're smiling doing split squats, either A, like you have something seriously wrong in your brain or you're not doing them correctly because they're like it's, they're miserable. Like nobody likes to push a sled. Like there's never like on our Sunday Metcons, everyone's like, "Oh, we're gonna ride the assault bike for a hundred cows." People are like, "Oh, awesome!" Like you don't like that stuff. Like you might smile when you eat chocolate and cinnamon rolls, or like you might smile when you have sex because like you enjoy it. But you shouldn't smile during ex- extreme exercise, in my opinion. So I'm assuming it's just a female thing. Well, I think just in our society, our culture, we're just raised as young girls to just always. Make sure you're smiling. Make sure you're sweet and act a certain way. And uh, and so that, I think, plays into it. But I do think we've come a long way. And in our culture now and in 2020, I feel like there's such a big movement with being who you really are, being authentic and and for women, you know, empowerment and things like that and being a strong woman and confident and you know, we're always going to have differences, obviously, men Male, versus female, women, sure. but in certain areas. But at the same time, we can compete with you and um, on certain levels. And uh, I think, yeah, working out, being intense and aggressive, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, you still can be a feminine and sweet, nice person, too. Well, it's, it's in context, right? Like, dudes shouldn't always be like this overly masculine like strong silent type human like there's a time and place to be like i guess you know less aggressive and less you know quote unquote i don't know how people would term it like manly or like macho dudes like you can be a normal nice humble kind human who has emotions as well i think kind of plays on both sides of the fence just the smile thing always kind of baffled me especially in the context i get it like in a work setting or like you're gonna meet somebody for the first time like you don't stone face them Mm -hmm. but when you're doing fitness exercise and you're loading i don't really see like why i yeah. would smile but it's funny uh, you just people are always gonna judge you on social media and make comments and um you just have to try and not take it seriously and learning to do that <laughs> yeah when you can't any of you guys out there listening i've said this before like if you're in a platform you're a creator which i believe all of you are at some level you create something whether it be on you know insta or podcasting or facebook or youtube or you're doing you know literally like handcrafted projects for your kids or whatever you do for a living 
you haven't even scratched the surface of like being the best version of you until people start saying that you suck shit basically for lack of a better term I mean, it's the truth like when you start to get a few people who judge you and criticize you and critique you and i don't want to say put you down but that's basically where i'm going with it you know you're starting to make it and make a big impact so it's almost like the more haters you have the bigger the reach you're, you're going to have over a scale because there's people coming into your queue who just don't know you you know initially and originally and again you can't please everybody and that's why i would always harp when someone says how do you overcome caring what people think on social media uh, me personally i don't give a shit it doesn't matter now I, I want you guys to get value from what i do i want it to be as positive as it can be with also being as authentic as possible but if i share something and it doesn't do super well in terms of like you know numbers and likes and clicks and views I'm okay with it because I know it's going to help a certain segment of people and I'm not always doing things for like the most mass distribution. If I did that, I would run my social a completely different way. I probably never put, you know, a shirt on to be honest with you because we know those things do way better and albeit that's not my personality type. If I share something, you know, literally eight sentences, that might change the scope of somebody's day. And so you're always going to do stuff where people don't approve of it and don't love it and don't like it. And I think that's okay. You can't live your life predicated on what you think other people think because at the end of the day you don't really know what they're thinking and you can't control it either way so i'd urge all of you out there listening to just be you know as open as you choose to be i'm not saying you know share all your dirty laundry and all those things but be as authentic as you can to who you are and share the things that make you happy that you think can help other people and let you know the market kind of decide where it falls because if not you're going to live your entire life being this super fake reserve human of yourself and what you'll do is you'll wake up one day when you're 67 and be like well fuck i wish i would have shared all these things and said all these things my life could have turned out way differently and i would hate for anybody listening to have that be your truth somewhere down the road well yeah you'll miss out on opportunities i know i've held myself back in certain areas because i've cared too much or worried about what people would think and i feel like i'm moving in the right direction but there's still times where i do let it still hold hold me back but um you know people are going to judge you no matter what and i just try really hard not to judge others because you never know what they're going through in their life and the people who are making negative comments or, or judging you and talking about you it says a lot about them and and it's it's really not about you it's about them and what insecurities and struggles that they have going on in their life so you have yeah you just got to feel bad for those people in my opinion <laughs> and, and i share this with a lot of my friends in this circle of fitness who have you know these bigger followings hundreds of thousands millions of people and you know we're all humans like we read it i don't take it to heart i have thicker skin it this is it doesn't bother me I almost it's almost comical at this point i i save the best of them and look back and and laugh but what i always say to people who let it kind of you know cut a little deeper you know these people are following your life you're not following theirs yeah it's so weird <laughs> they're taking time out of their life where they could be doing anything playing with their kids making money sleeping doing any fun activity they would enjoy but they're choosing to stop and actually criticize your life to drag you down so you have to take it with a grain of salt and move on and the other thing i'll say and you can share the story if you want to when you guys are overly critical of yourselves when you look at yourself and you're like, oh, my legs or my stomach or my arms or I sound too stupid or when you write something, does it sound intelligent? When you don't share those things because you're worried about what people are going to say or how they think you're going to look or sound, you're really robbing the world of the gift of what you're going to share, whether that be a quote, 
uh, a speaking video, whether it be fitness content, I don't, whatever it is, when you are overly critical of yourself and think that you're too stupid, you're too fat, you're too dumb, you're too slow, and you don't share those things, the only person you're hurting is not just yourself, but the people who could have benefited from you being real and giving them an authentic, whether it be video, written word, whatever it may be. No, I agree. <laughs> and you did that recently. Yeah. Yeah. I even laughed. You don't have to share if you want to. I'm saying. Well, no. I mean, it was last week or the weekend before, and we were going to film videos after the Saturday workout, but I it was like during that time of the month for me, so I did not feel my best. I felt I get extremely bloated, and I can carry a lot of water weight, and um, I just felt just you know, gross. Like women don't feel their best during that time. And the shirt, the tight shirt I was wearing, I, um, we filmed the video and then I was like, Oh, let me see it after Jeremy filmed it. And I immediately freaked out. My hormones obviously were crazy. And so I get really emotional and, uh, I freaked out on him because I was like, no, I don't want to share that because I felt like I looked pregnant. I'm like, people are going to be like, oh my God, she's pregnant because my stomach was, <laughs> in my opinion, was it's just insanity. popping out. It's and insane. it's so stupid. And it's, you know, my whole goal is to to hopefully help inspire anybody to be healthy and, and be themselves and put themselves out there um, in any way that I can help inspire those that, you know, maybe have... A normal job or you're a stay-at-home mom and um, and with my workout videos just trying to put myself out there more and uh, you know I'm not trying to be this perfect image but yet at the same time I felt like you know I am being a hypocrite by not sharing videos when I'm not feeling my my truly my best and I struggle with perfectionism still and so I know it doesn't exist and it will never be perfect, but I've always had that that trait. And so, yeah, it's just, it's not cool. And it's something I'm still working on. And that's one of my personal goals actually right now for this year. And uh, before we move on to the next question, I'd say all of you out there who are like that, you have this, you know, kind of perfectionist uh, mentality and, and you never think things are going to be good enough and you're your own worst critic. I do have empathy for you because uh, I feel like that would be a, a terrible thing to have to live with. I don't suffer from that because uh, I really don't care what people think. And I do a lot of I, I sent out I probably sent out 10,000 emails and of the 10,000. I imagine like probably 10 of them have been like perfect with not having <laughs> having misspelled words. And the punctuation has never been perfect. Cause I don't know what I'm doing, um, but I'm still going to send the content out anyway. And I get so many positive messages because of that. and some people can't look past me having a typo here or there or like doing something, but most people can. And so the point of me sharing that is, once you get past the three or four assholes who are gonna say something, everybody else will appreciate you. And we do this as a culture and society. Like we take somebody who's had an amazing career and they've done so much good. Like they've, they've risen to the top of their field, they've helped people, they've done things beyond the scope of what most of us could ever do. And they say one thing incorrectly. They have one misstep in their personal life or like in their business life and then we literally crush them and like, well, they can never come back from that. And it, it's really, I don't know where that started or why we do that, but it is really sad. So we take people at the body of work of what they do. And that's what I do with everybody. It's like I use an Amazon product, for example. There's not one product on Amazon that has literally all perfect five-star reviews. 
there's always a product where somebody thought it sucked and hated it. And if that doesn't paint a picture for you guys who are listening, like it could be the best thing in the world. It could be like cinnamon rolls. They're the greatest thing in the world and everybody loves them. But there's going to be three people who are like they suck and they're terrible. Or the same thing with pizza. Like if there's people in the world who don't like pizza, I can promise you there's people in the world who aren't going to like some of the stuff you put out. So you just got to let it roll. It won't be perfect, but just keep it moving. Number two. I remember in one of the podcasts you mentioned you had a thyroid hormone imbalance. What has helped you overcome some of those challenges? This is geared towards Heather. Yeah, so I started noticing some symptoms that weren't going away. um, And I just did not feel like my normal self. And I touched on this in one of our other podcasts. But so I had... um, Two years ago, I had low progesterone levels, and then uh, last year, more recently, I had an underactive, so low thyroid imbalance. Um, so some of the symptoms I was experiencing were like mood changes, severely, um, you know, anxiety or depression feeling, extra dry skin, dry hair, hair loss, brittle nails, um, and exhaustion, and some weight gain. So n- not fun at all, but. Uh, I just had to take action because I just, it was really bothering me and I knew it just, something was off. So what I did was I, I went to a naturopath and had blood tests done there and saw um, a naturopath a couple times. And then I also went to our family doctor and got other blood work done um, last year. And uh, so I definitely suggest if you are thinking that you might have a hormone imbalance, definitely get your blood work done. Um, and that way you can refer to that and get it tested regularly to, to hopefully um, help get your uh, levels back into normal range. Uh, so what else did I do? Um, I'm still kind of learning and testing different treatments. I, I didn't get on medication, uh, so nothing wrong with that, but I just wanted to try the natural route. So I didn't get on a prescription, but I started taking like a, a thyroid, a natural thyroid supplement, which really seemed to help because um, the last blood test I had was about six months ago. My thyroid was back in the normal range. Um, I also, so sometimes I can struggle. <laughs> I'm guilty of over-exercising. I love to work out, but at the same time, it does a disservice, especially if you're struggling with a hormone imbalance. So. I made sure to take more rest days. Um, I'm also guilty of sometimes being too social and saying yes to everything. So over the past year, I've really worked on just saying no to certain things that I really don't want to attend and taking time for just me and listening to my body and adding more nutritious foods um, that support hormone balance and just a variety of other supplements. Um, And some of those supplements are like athletic greens, which I take on a regular basis. And that's a good multivitamin micronutrient dense powder. And it also has a probiotic. Um, And they say it may help hormone balance. So that's why I'm, I'm really diligent with that one. And I've also made sure I just get enough sleep. I'm not a napper, so I really try to get eight hours at least <laughs> every night um, and just going out and doing things that I really enjoy that bring me happiness and relax me like hiking and just being outside whether it's like snowboarding or paddleboarding or just walking my dog um, I just make sure that that's a consistent part of my my life um, I also for managing stress which really 
most likely contributed to my hormone imbalance or thyroid imbalance. I uh, incorporated meditation last year, which has been a game changer. And I started just doing it every morning. I made sure at least for one month straight, I started with a month and every morning um, I would get up, wake, make my coffee and then go in the living room and peace and quiet. Don't turn on the TV. Don't look at my phone. And even if it's just five minutes of complete silence and breathing and focusing on, you know, whether it's what you're grateful for, what you want to achieve, um, and just focusing on one day at a time and really focusing on being present uh, has really helped me out with, I feel like my stress levels decreased and sometimes I do have anxiety, um, but I feel like it's really helping with that as well. What else? Um... I also am trying a new pea protein powder that has a bunch of uh, organic ingredients and they have that ashwagandha extract, which I don't know, Jeremy, if you've heard a lot about it, but it's a, supposed to be an adaptogen that can help your body handle stress. So been we'll, trying, find, we'll find out. Trying that out. Um, turmeric has turmeric in it. So anti-inflammatory benefits. Maca root is supposed to help with like increase your libido and Boom. I like that yeah and uh, help with mood swings um, and then just making sure I have good healthy fats and fiber that that is um, make a consistent part of my daily routine um, and what else oh sometimes I take beam um, which is the CBD oil products that we have partnered with. I do like that, um, especially because I, when I travel for work, I've been kind of getting anxiety lately on planes. So that has really helped me, um, the oil. And then also they have a balm that I love to put on my neck in any sore muscles. It's supposed to have, it, they say it may help with like pain relief and anti-inflammatory benefits. Um, and then also just sleeping too, it's supposed to help you have a better sleep. Um, and so, especially when I'm traveling, I never sleep well when I'm traveling, so I use it for those times. Um, but yeah, other than that, I, I'm still, still working on um, just trying to be as healthy as I can and managing my stress and making sure I'm getting enough of the healthy nutrition and listening to my body. So if any of you are kind of experiencing those symptoms, this is what has been helping me. Obviously, we're all different. So my advice is go see your doctor and start getting some blood work done. For sure. I mean, like we're not, you know, experts uh, on all of it by any means. And I, and I would tell you guys, if you're not getting blood work done, at least probably I mean, once a year, minute, go get a physical for sure. And have them pull like a full panel. Um, if you can do the blood work, you know, I would say probably twice a year for most of you guys. That's probably ideal. Uh, just so you can see what's going on because it, when your hormones are out of whack and you're trying to, you know, whether it be gain muscle or, or you lose fat or just live uh, your optimal life, it's like ice skating uphill. You know, you, you may be able to get there, but the odds are you won't. And my personal opinion, and we're going to get, uh, you sent me her name, uh, Dr. Jillian Smithers. We'll get her on the podcast here probably in the next, uh, you know, month or two. Um, she kind of specializes in the, the hormone stuff, thyroid specifically. Um, we'll come on and touch on some of those things. What I would say is the, the more natural way you guys can do anything, the better. Obviously, get the blood work done. Go by what your physician says. I'm a huge fan of doing everything before you're going to take 
the harder core uh, prescription medications that, for lack of a better term, sometimes you become a lifer, where a lot of these companies out there, they they create things to get people on them forever. It's a business model. They don't build these, you know, 20-story buildings by, you know, really trying to help you do something and become healthy. A lot of times it's just trying to put a band-aid on a gunshot wound. But by all means, for some of you, like, that is the route that you, you'll have to go, and that's going to be what's going to make you feel, you know, and, and move your best. But uh, for most people, I think, in general, we live in a world now where it's so we're so stressed and we're so busy and we're so inundated with information and uh, what we have to do, it's at a scale that we've never seen before. And I think it's causing uh, a lot of the imbalances that are going on right now. And so lack of sleep, poor diet, you're not exercising, your stress level is through the roof. So if you can do, you know, more natural based things, sleep better, get healthy fats, eat real food. And if you struggle, again, obviously we partner with Athletic Greens and Beam as well. If you guys want to hit me up, um, if we have some free samples of stuff, I'm happy to send it to you. But if we have the discount codes, which you always do, um, I'll share that as well. It just for what it's worth, you know, some people say, oh, does it really help? Like I take Athletic Greens every day. I feel it does. I'm not going to eat all the food I can. Um, I do like to beam CBD stuff for better quality sleep. I notice I sleep deeper um, and I don't wake up and have as many disturbances. Now, that's just me personally. For some people like, well, is it just a placebo? I'm like, I feel like it works. Well, you know, well, no, you get super sleepy. Like I don't, yeah. I don't get sleepy. Like I'm tired anyway. So like I wake up at, you know, before four I just in the feel morning. like it calms. It's a calming effect. It's and, not like I'm like. And even if that sleepy. was completely made up in your brain, mm-hmm. your brain is in control of basically everything that's going on. So if, if it acts that way to help you guys relax and chill and decompress, it's doing its job. But I, I am a believer in it. You guys mm-hmm. know me. I don't work with very many companies that turn a lot, a lot of money down every single year not to do it. So I think the more natural way you can go about things, probably the better. And it's the products they have are 100% THC free and they're tested in an FDA regulated facility. So that was super, you won't get high. If you're super worried. important to us, especially when I'm like traveling with it and everything. So we'll roll to number three. How do you be healthy when attending social events? I mean, we can both tackle this, but for me specifically, I mean, it just kind of comes down to if you really want to be healthier, then you're just going to have to take some action steps and stop repeating the same old habits that weren't serving you in the past. I know it's like easier said than done, and I still struggle with it at times. Um, You know, just no one's perfect uh, again, but you just got to, for me, plan more, figure out what's important to you and pick and choose which events you will stick to your goals and which events you're going to live it up a little. For example, um, this month I have a few baby showers. I have girlfriends coming to visit at the end of the month, which I'm super excited about. You know, there's like a Valentine's Day, President's Weekend. Um, I have some work events sprinkled in there. And uh, for me, I just try to Every month I kind of have an idea of, okay, here's the events that are taking place this month and I prioritize which ones, you know, is it worth it for me at a work event to splurge on all the delicious yummy treats and drinks that they have there for free or am I going to save it when some of my best friends are coming to visit the following weekend. And for me, I've, what's worked for me is really sticking to being as healthy as possible for work um, and then kind of picking and choosing the personal events and splurging more when it's worth it with my either my husband or family or friends um, 
and still relatively being healthy, but when I want to have something I love like pizza or wine and, and just sp spreading it out, I think that's the key is, is making sure that you're reevaluate, like evaluate what's not serving you and then try and tackle one thing at a time. Like if it is you're going to happy hour too much, then maybe this month focus on only doing one happy hour versus like five that you typically were doing. Um, yeah, it, it might not be fun to you, but then you, I think you need to ask the question, what, what's your definition of fun? That kind of goes into the next question, but. Um, no, in, in agreeance, like, I think you have to pick your spots. Like mm -hmm. we teach that in all of our programs. Like we don't, you know, I don't create meal plans for people to follow because when life happens, like you literally will not look at it and you'll go a different direction. So we try to teach lifestyle eating you know, and lifestyle living. So pick the spots that matter to you most. We, the phrase is like, you know, more people spend time, you know, planning their wedding than they do like planning, you know, their marriage and like the life that they want to live. And we have the audacity as people to think that we can just be in this amazing shape without planning ahead. And it's almost comical to me. Like, I do have empathy for you guys who travel for work and you have these obligations. I literally created an entire world where I live in it and I control almost everything. And so I'm not for lack of a better term, like a slave to someone else's schedule and, and what you guys have to do. So it would or be tough. Or what they put in front of you all the time. Like, I say all the time, it would be terrible. Like we go to the work events for her sometimes. It's like, it's the best food. It's all free. And it's like, it, and even if you can like somehow escape it, like at the event, like sometimes we come back to our room and it's like, they brought all this stuff to the room, like these amenities. I'm like, oh my God. So like they're trying to sabotage you at every turn. But on the same sentence, if you keep doing what you've always done, it's not like you're going to keep getting what you've always got. You're going to get worse because I say this all the time. We're getting older, softer, and wrinklier every single day. No matter how we, you don't want to fight father time, it's going to catch up to us. And you're going to be able to get away with less shit each and every year as you go on through this life. So the, the more diligent you can be now and the better habits you can create today, you'll be solidified them in a year from now, three years from now, and five years from now. And all of a sudden, you'll just wake up and you'll be like a fitness person. You'll be the person who skips this you'll be the person who wakes up and goes to the gym with their co-workers don't do anything you will become somebody that they look up to and aspire to and is it always fun no it's not like fitness sometimes sucks dude it's hard it's not easy but you're paying a price today to see the promise tomorrow and if you're okay with just being where you're at then you can keep doing this stuff but for me I mean, I'll be weird. Like, we go to some things. Like, I'll just bring a coffee. And, and I know that sounds awful to some people, but... Oh, you're extreme. <laughs> but I don't have... But again, like, it's my personality yeah, type, though. Yeah, you like, have to know your personality type. I can't be like, oh, Jeremy, just come and have, like, two beers. It's really fucking hard for me. Yeah. Like, it's it's not fun for me to do that. Like, I am the... Your prototypical alcoholic. Like, your drug addict. Like, I want to have ten beers. Like, that's just... It's a natural... I fight it every Moderation's time we do something. Moderation's hard. And same with me. Like, I don't have a lot of self-control if things are right in front of me like if we had pizza right right now which sounds amazing for sure or a plate of cookies like i can't just take one piece i want to eat till i'm super full and i can easily binge and i be honest i've struggled with binge eating and drinking habits like for Probably it started in college, I would say. And um, so I've learned to control it over the years. I mean, I'm not, I feel like now I have a really good balance, but it's learning to not deprive yourself. Um, you know, when I really crave something, then yeah, I'm going to eat it. 
Um, but it's just like, again, we've mentioned before, if it's at our house, like it's just better if we plan it to go out to this restaurant we want to try or, um, you know, we have people coming over and we're going to entertain and then we'll buy all those yummy snacks and, and have the pizza or whatnot. But if we have it just sitting in our house, we both will overeat easily. So it just kind of understanding your own personality and your own struggles and how to create your own process and routine that um, that works for you. And I'd say for you guys, tactical stuff, just really simple off the cuff. One, be super hydrated. Eat before you go if you can. And then obviously, you know, really make the best choice when you're there and ask yourself, is the juice really worth the squeeze with what I'm going to eat and drink today? Or am I, would I be better off or would I enjoy it more if I delay the gratification till, you know, the next week when I went out with my friends or family or husband or whatever right. the event was. And that was something you really want to as opposed, and that's what, and again, I'm not trying to be negative, but sometimes we'll go places and people are like, oh, you're not going to train you of so-and-so's whatever. And I'm like, no, it looks like shit. Well, just like over, we had a couple's baby shower and it was, you know, beautiful venue and they had it all catered. And, but again, like we, like I decided I'm, I'm not going to eat. Uh, I had already ate for one before I showed up and I decided, well, I actually want a mimosa. So I decided to have a mimosa there with my other girlfriends that were at the event and I didn't eat any of the food because I'd rather just save it for a different time um, since I have so much going on later on this month and in the coming months. So it, again, it's just you have to kind of have a plan. Otherwise, you're never going to be changing those bad habits that are holding you back from your true potential. No. And if you guys looked at your whole year really quick and you just saw all the holidays, birthdays, vacations, travel events that were going to go on in the next 12 months, you already basically have everything mapped out for you and then some so it literally leaves you zero wiggle room to do anything on your own so you can't always you know quote unquote go out and you know have fun and you know be the life of the party if that means you have to indulge in all the food and all the drinks you just have to say you know um, i've been putting time into you know working out and training my body and i want to be healthier and at some point you actually have to do it on the back end not just in the gym which leads us to the next question similar concept you know when trying to be quote unquote healthy, how do you still have fun so you don't let it steal your joy by being too strict? And I'll just say this really quick and I'll let you go from there. Fun is a, is a really, it's a relative term for a lot of people. And I know I live a different life. I would never tell you guys to do what I do. I don't think it's ridiculously crazy for me. It works for me in my life. So I do it because I feel good doing it. And I know if I go the other way, I can wander into crappy eating habits and drinking habits relatively quickly and then I feel like shit then I'm not productive I'm not inspired I'm not motivated I have digestive issues and then everything kind of snowballs from there so it's more of a health thing for me and how I feel and then obviously there's a big vanity part of it tied into it I want to look a certain way and it's part of production how I make money but fun is not always that for me I know people say oh Jeremy loosen up and have some fun I'm like you don't want me to have 22 drinks and pee my pants and headbutt the wall that's not going to be fun for you or for me or for anybody and I think sometimes we've associated eating this food and having these drinks with being sure. fun and yeah. nothing else can be fun if we if we can't have a drink oh it sucks I don't want to go and I'm not judging anybody for that but if that's the way your brain is wired you have to understand that it's a problem if there's something in your life that you can't go other than probably coffee um, 30 days without, you have a problem and you're addicted to it. And 
clearly I'm addicted to coffee. Uh, I don't think that's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. But for you guys out there, oh, I can't go out on a Friday night because I can't have drinks. I'm on this, you know, quote unquote diet or on this program. My life sucks. You're never going to make it. Mm-hmm. You really aren't. I don't know if you're an all or nothing person, if you're a moderation person, whatever it is, but you have to find a balance there for you in some semblance. And it's different for everybody. And I think it's, again, it's like taking a step back and asking yourself those questions like, what does fun mean to me or um, what's important to me? And really taking the time and making the effort to understand that. And um, I, I've struggle with it myself and back in the day it was hard for me sometimes to go to social events because I would get anxiety I'm like oh my gosh I don't know what I'm going to eat or or drink there or not drink there or not eat there and it was like I would put unnecessary stress on myself or be too hard on myself or um you know maybe I did like eat something and I feel like oh my gosh I just like ruined that day and that's not healthy and especially us as females I think we can be really hard on ourselves um and I think it's it's finding finding just what's important to you and understanding how are you going to manage that and um I think now that I've like I'm in my 30s it's changed a lot like I don't need to go partying all the time yeah, it's fun when I have my girl friends in town and um, I like to have girls nights here and there, but it's not like how it was when it, I was in my 20s and I wanted to go you, out you, every you, weekend. You can't come back from it anymore. You know, it, and, and, well, I don't want to, and again, you. it goes back to, I don't want to feel like crap and I've put in all this time and effort on, you know, going to the gym and being consistent and um, eating healthy during the week. Like, I'm not just going to throw it all away because why, why the heck am I doing it then? So I think it's just really trying to understand what brings you joy, what makes you happy, and um, how to incorporate those healthy habits and still enjoy life. Yeah, there's no right answer. My, my answer is just try to space it out, you know, and pick and choose and just really focus on um, the things that you're really looking forward to and just be really consistent on those events that, for example, like work, I just, there's always going to be delicious food. And sometimes, sometimes I eat it and sometimes I don't, I don't even have like a bite because it's just not worth it for me. So everyone's different. Yeah. And I would tell you guys, like we call it suffering in silence. That's how I describe it. Like if I went and ate and drank this stuff every time I got invited to something or every time I showed up to a social event, I, I could not be this productive. I would not look this way, move this way, and feel this way. It would be impossible because there are so many obligations, even in the world I live in where we have to go to things with friends and you know, athletes and clients and, and family members. It would be too tough. And so if you're the person who has to give in to the social stuff, because I don't care. People already think I'm weird anyway, so I'm like, I'll play into it. I'm a, <laughs> yeah. I'm a mutant robot. Like, it doesn't, I don't give a shit. But here's the thing, like, not, I'm not, I, don't, I don't mean this negatively. Nobody else in the room looks like me. They do not. Nobody else in the room moves like me. They're not doing what I'm doing every day. They have not invested the time into their body, into this life like I have. So I cannot be expected to eat and drink the same way as them. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. It'd be like them at their job. Mm-hmm. I can't, there'd be no way I could match them in what they do, but yet I can't play in the same field as them. I've given up too much. 
to throw it all away for that. Now, is that fun all the time? No, it sucks. I'd, I'd love to just sit and always eat pizza and, and drink beers with my homies all the time, but I can't do it all the time. But if I choose to do it and you have to do it socially, then you have to, quote unquote, I call it suffer in silence on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday at your house. We're eating the things that are right in a calorie deficit if you're trying to be lean and be healthy. And then you can go indulge in those moments. You're really just... You're focused on the time with them if that's who you are. And the last thing I'll say before we move on is don't be mad when you do it. You're a grown adult. You always have a choice. I would urge you guys to like see how much stuff you can get away with. And when you start to, you know, look shittier and Scale feel shittier. Back. Yeah, th then you can kind of dial it back from there and just see like genetically and for your workload and your age, how much stuff you can get away with and still feel healthy um, that you're moving the right direction. But don't feel bad once you do it. Don't have eater's remorse. Mm -hmm. If you eat like shit and drink like like a bunch of stupid stuff for one or two days, it doesn't ruin everything. If you eat healthy for a day or two, it doesn't make you look like Rambo. It doesn't make you look like Beyonce. It can't do that. But you guys will do something one day. Oh, my God, I'm so fat. I'm so gross. I threw all my hard work away. It doesn't happen in a day or two days. It happens over time. So if you do it, just hopefully you enjoyed it. Hopefully it was worth it. And if not... Ask yourself why you did it. Try to find that question out to yourself. Answer it. And then just move forward and don't worry about it. You can't control the past anyway. It's over. One bad meal and one bad weekend does not derail all the hard work you put in for months. Well, and different. I think when you space it out, it just makes it more exciting. Like, for example, like when we want to do a date night and... You appreciate it. Yeah, you appreciate it more. It's just more... It, you have more excitement around it because you're like, oh, we're going to go try this new restaurant. And instead of always going out to eat, then it's just... To me, it's like boring. It's like not... It takes the fun out of it. So... Yeah, honestly, like even us, like around Christmas time when we have like family in town, we'll go out to dinner like once or twice. And I'm like, I just feel... Like back-to-back -back days. And I'm I, like, all right. I feel, I'm kind even of if it's need like, a break. <laughs> even if it's like three days apart, I'm like, man, this is just too much for me. Mm -hmm. But that, that's us. I don't know. But we're also, we can be homebodies and everyone's different too and sure. loves to be social, maybe more social. But you just, have, you just yeah, we just have to auto what works for you in your lifestyle yeah. and what you guys choose to do. Uh, number four, how do you set goals as a couple? Financially, more specifically, is the question. Yeah, that came from one of our but anyway, you can go online first. coaching members. Well, I feel like typically we get together. Um, and talk about it either after the holidays or, or in January time frame. We kind of like we'll map out what our financial goals are that we want to set for the year. What, you know, everything from what trips we want to take. What family members are we going to visit. Um, and then the business. Like we'll kind of touch on like how we can work together in that. Um, and then individually I'll set my own goals. Um, and we... It helps because we do have the 47-day transformation, which there's a whole component to setting goals um, personally, professionally in that group. So I always use that as my opportunity to map out my independent goals as well. Um, but for finances, I feel like we, I mean, every, I feel like every week we talk about <laughs> Yeah, almost every day. At this point, just because yeah. we're, our house is almost paid off, probably, knock on wood, the end of this month, hopefully, I don't think we'll ever have another house payment again. We'll see. That's my plan for the next, probably the next three weeks. I'll write the last check and that will be it. Um, I wish there'd be like a parade or something, but there won't be. Um, yeah. But it will be badass. We'll share that story with you guys. But no, we communicate on everything and you have to. And I'm not telling you guys what to do with your money. Um, 
it's not my business to judge what you choose to do. And again, when I'm sharing this, I'm sharing it from my point of view and my perspective only. I don't have, you know, seven kids. I didn't have, you know, a hundred grand of student loans. I'm in a different position, but I also grew up broke as shit with no money and a negative net worth. And so I can speak to it from that standpoint. I would tell you, like, you guys need to communicate if you're married for sure, uh, one another. Yeah, one of you might make way more money than the other. One of you might work or not work, but it's both your money down the middle. And you have to really have that conversation. And, like, you have to budget. One of you wants to take the lead and manage it. That's cool, too. But you have to have a budget for your money. And every dollar basically has to have a name and a destination. Because if not, you'll just spend it. That's what we naturally do as humans. It's like if you don't track your macros, you're naturally going to overeat. That's why America is the biggest and the most unhealthiest we've ever been. And heart disease is basically the number one killer of humans. And so, like, I think the same thing. That's why so many people are in debt as well. Like, you Mm -hmm. have to really have this open dialogue. And, And a budget is not saying you can't spend money it's actually the opposite it's permission that you can spend money on certain things you just have an allotted number so if you can spend 300 bucks on clothes you can spend 300 bucks on clothes stop looking at it as like i can't spend 600 bucks on this it's i can spend 300 bucks on that and then really just talk about not what kind of stuff you want to have but which you, what you want your life to your look life like life goals as a couple and what do you want to accomplish together because i think the biggest thing that we've learned, especially with um, being completely one team with our financial goals, is that you you learn a lot about your relationship, but um, then you're able to see, you, you accomplish a goal together, and then you're able to see what you can set your vision for the future and see it clearly and you're doing it together. And I think it's like the best feeling to be able to, you're just proud. You're proud of, of working towards something together um, that will really shape your life, you know, in the future. Um, It's hard. It's been really challenging. (laughs) Um, It's, I've had to step up a lot on my communication of what I'm spending. What's worked really well for me is um, kind of mapping out, looking at the month, the, ne- the next month, and mapping out, okay, here's what I'm going to be, what I need and what I want, and really focusing, okay, do I need this or want this? And then um, listing out the dates and the costs, like, for example, oh, I need to get my hair done. I'll write it down in the date and just to, to give Jeremy a heads up so we can plan for those um, appointments and how much I need to have and it's really annoying but at the same time once you kind of get in a good rhythm and routine um, it's pretty shocking to see how much you can save and how much you were spending in the past that just you have no idea where it really went. Well, I think that's the biggest thing. You become like a, a team, right? Like you guys actually, you have to communicate at a level you probably never have before. And when you look at statistics, and I'm a huge just numbers person, even though I do math like a third grader, it's it's pretty basic. Like I go off stats for almost everything. And you look at the number one cause of like divorce in America, it's money problems right. and money issues. And sometimes that's lack of communication and people just not being on the same page of not just like the stuff they want but really trying to just understand okay here's what we want our life to look like together we want to be able to you know travel or not have debt or just to enjoy just have more freedom and more options in life and I think doing this together has really changed my mentality on um, how I spend my money and like what I want to do in the future um, and just have those 
those choices really instead of being completely tied to you know if it's loans and debt that's holding you back from doing certain things and um, it's just not worth it to me or us no and I think when you guys do that if you haven't before like you're grown adults you, you can't live your life like a 12 year old in a lot of ways you can and I think you should when it comes to money, no, because obviously the podcast before this is we don't buy things with money. We buy them with time. And if you're trading your lifetime for money and your money is just going out the window, you don't know where the hell it's at. You're wasting your lifetime. So in essence, you're just wasting your life, probably working for somebody else, making them money and then just blowing it for yourself and then having to go back and do it over and over and over again. And you're never going to be rich or be wealthy if you're always trading time for money and always buying a bunch of dumb shit. And so I know that sounds overly simplistic, but it's just the truth. You, you'll you do so much when you literally just map it out and you'll be shocked like how much money you can save and have and how quickly it adds up when you're really diligent about it. And I also think like you have just more respect for each other because yes. you're so transparent and um, we don't have arguments over, you know, lying because people lie about what they spend, especially when they're married and, and we don't have to have it's those just, challenges anymore. No. And it's amazing, and I highly suggest it to everybody. Um, and, and if you out do that, there. like, it's the same as infidelity, right? Like, you're not cheating on your spouse, but when you're lying about money, in essence, you are. Like, it's like financial infidelity is what I look at. Like, if you had like, if I found out you had set up like some separate account and I had like fifty grand of debt, like, I would like just. Well, I'd, I would dexter you. Oh, like, I, I would, would kill murder, you. You would murder you me did for that. sure. <laughs> Like, you'd have to, right? Like, I would be like, I work so hard. I woke up every day and yeah. you do this. Like, it would be like the ultimate betrayal. It's you, a slap in the face. It would be terrible. Yeah. So, I think you guys will be better off as a couple if you do it. And we'll share the story when we pay yeah, the house off. Yeah, and we'll talk about more details when we actually do and kind of the whole process that we went through and the different um, advice that we have or what worked well for us. And like anything, it's like fitness. Mm -hmm. Is it easy to do? No. Um, does it suck at first because you suck at it and you're sore and you're tired for sure? And was this super fun when we decided to do it one day? No, it wasn't. But we mapped out like, oh, it'll take us 24 months. And now it's probably looking like we'll do it in 14 or 15, which is insane. And when you look at the data points of like what makes people financially successful, and what makes them millionaires, like all these things play into each other. And it's like once you understand that you can do it and we're not special in that regard. And that's for the, a podcast later on. But like, you guys have the same ability to do it too. It's just like anybody can, you know, become a millionaire. Anybody can become healthy. Anybody be, can become mindful and have this amazing, you know, 1%-ish life like across the world if you really just choose to put in the work up front and, and be diligent about it. Just the problem is most people don't want to, they don't want to do the work right away. But mm -hmm. we'll get to that. Um, last question. I got, what do I got? Nine minutes here. Yeah. Um, We'll go uh, nutrition, education, goals. Um, this one, uh, how much do you eat? How much should you eat? I'm assuming that's you. Yeah, I got a couple of questions about that. So I just suggest calculating your macros in the beginning, just so you have a starting point, you have an idea of the ranges. Real quick, um, we have a macro guide, it's right. free, you guys. If you're like, hey Jeremy, I don't know anything about macros, I love to see it. Literally, there is a podcast on it. There is mm -hmm. a YouTube video on it. There is a complete written PDF on it that walks you through even how to use my fitness pal, how to calculate your macros, whether it be for you know gaining muscle or fat loss. And it's 100% free. Hit me up. We'll send it to you. And this, you know, and I'm not saying it works for everybody, but it's worked for me. I'm not obsessed about it. I don't track 
everything to a T, but just to have an idea and loosely track has worked well for me. Um, just to know how much protein I'm getting in and how much fat and carbohydrates and even on my fat fitness pal, which is what I use, you can see how many grams of sugar, which I feel like is so helpful um, for me um, because I can easily overeat and, you know, I do listen to my body. So if I've had a really active day, I know, okay, I need to eat more and I need more carbo carbohydrates or more fats. And um, so I, I, I do try to listen to my hunger cues as well um, and not over overdo it on obsessing or hitting the, the numbers exactly. Just try to be in the ranges that are, are healthy ranges for my body type, you know, because it does, um, it, it differs for everybody how much you currently weigh and how tall you are, male versus female, um, and what your body fat is right now. So I would suggest that. Um, what else? I... Um, I, I do try to, if I've had like a, a active rest day, so maybe I didn't go to the gym and I just am walking, then I do eat less. So I'm at the lower end of the range um, as far as calorie intake. Um, so that's worked well for me. Um, I don't know if they specifically want my numbers, but it, it differs for everybody. Yeah, so. I mean, all of you guys are going to, be drastically different even if you're like oh my friend did this and we're about the same height same weight and same age i'm like you're not the same like i was listening to the rogan podcast and paul's on there and he's talking like he said he's an enemy of nutrition which i thought was a unique phrasing just for the fact of like each of us is individually different from one another now we could eat similar to each other and we could start off like i always use bj as the example BJ started off 300 pounds like enormous and I was like 160 pounds soaking wet. And now we kind of meet in the middle of body types, but still I can probably get away with more shit than he can. And he can build muscle faster than me and I would be leaner on average, but I have to lift so much heavier to keep the same amount of tissue on. So it's like, even though we're like similar height, similar weight, you're always going to look different and what works for you might not work for your friend. So it really is trial and error and it's hard. Mm -hmm. um, but you just, it, for most of you, and again, do I track, I have a whole podcast on how I eat if you guys want to listen to it. I eat once or twice a day. That's what I do. Uh, I eat basically the same thing six days a week. Uh, I don't track the macros. I did it by pen and paper for about five years before my fitness pal existed. But I know almost mm -hmm. to a T what's coming in. But more importantly, I go by how I feel. How you feel, how much energy do you have? And I, know, and I go how by how I look. How active were you? And you know, like, if you're eating like an asshole, you're mm -hmm. going to start to look like And you're going to feel worse. You know, yeah, if you completely stuffed yourself um, versus just paying attention to getting enough food, um, not under eating, which is a huge struggle, I think, for women. And I've been guilty of it. I've gone, you know, again, with the binging, I've restricted too much and then I ended up binge eating later on and um, so it's it's again it's trial and error and just trying to work with um, how you feel and the energy levels and um, and not obsessing over it and just trying to eat real food and um, as much as possible and just know it, it is trial and error mm -hmm. and what you did at 25 is not going to be the same at 35 you're always, your body's always changing, your life, the stresses are always changing, things are always gonna be different. Um, and you just have to be okay with that and don't rush it though. 
like really take the time and audit and do it right. A lot of times, like in our 47 day transformation specifically, I talk about it's not what you do in these 47 days, but the next 147, the next 347, the next 47 months for that matter. You're just learning what works for your body in time and you're learning the proper habits, rituals and routines. And then from there, you can drill down on the specifics based on what your goals are and what you want to do. But you can't think that you're going to figure out this eating thing in two weeks because it's always changing and evolving. evolving it's yeah. much easier for you guys to make money and be a millionaire than like master your eating because that's something you have to work on every single day and temptation's always there. And again, like I said, what worked before might not always work and you got to be okay with that and just... Just be mindful of it. Do your research. Get with a coach, a group, a community. And just at the end of the day, eating real food is probably the key. Limiting alcohol and a bunch of, you know, sugary. Processed foods. And you'll be better off. Again, like, oh, you'll Jeremy. you feel so much better. Well, I'll hear like, oh, you know what? Like, well, I heard carrots have a bunch of sugar in them. I'm like, are you That's kidding sad. me? sad, yeah. Carrots? Like, carrots have never made anybody fat. And again, mm -hmm. nobody's ever got fat from eating apples. Like, we self-regulate when we eat real food. You've never, nobody listening here, of the thousands and thousands of you listening, nobody has ever sat at home and ate seven apples in a row. I can promise... Just don't eat too many Brussels sprouts. Yeah. You'll be like a fart monster, <laughs> which that happens at our house too. Um, but for you guys, like, you never ate seven apples, but you'll eat a whole sleeve of Girl Scout cookies, for sure, and not even blink. You'll eat seven Oreos instantly. My point is, is that the closer to real food it can be, and just be mindful of the macros in some ranges and be active and get good sleep. Like you guys are gonna be okay. And then you can drill down on the specifics. Yeah, and for the females, I'll just add like during that time of the month, your metabolism is going crazy and your hormones are going crazy and you do need to eat more food. Um, and just pay attention to that and just try to eat real food during that time. And I know you're gonna have cravings because I have crazy cravings during that week, um, PMS week. So. Um, but make sure that you're not depriving yourself. And I think the more real food and um, healthy fats and healthy carbohydrates that you can get in will go a long way um, during that time. And don't get on yourself like, oh my gosh, I'm going to gain all this weight. Because most of it, you're just holding water during that period anyway. So, 100%. Uh, that's dope. That's all five. Anything else you want to add to these folks listening? No, I think we've covered it for now. Send us any more questions that you have, and we would love to do another podcast together. For sure. Uh, anything you guys want to see or hear, just literally shoot me a DM, Instagram, Facebook, email, uh, YouTube, wherever you guys are listening to and watching this at. And as always, real quick, if you guys are on iTunes right now, stop. Don't be a lazy ass. Open up the podcast app on your iPhone. Scroll your finger all the way down. Click five-star, hit ratings and reviews. Drop a message for myself and Heather. We would love to see it. And if you have a MacBook or an iPad, literally just open up the iTunes icon. Same thing, ratings and reviews. Five-star comment. We truly would appreciate it. Well, Heather, thank you. Thank you for, for listening. Yes. <laughs> and until next time, you guys, eat well, train hard, be nice to people, and please... Just keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you guys soon. Peace.